It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shucking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another wonderful episode of the Upix podcast i am your host too stupid to win and as always back from hanging out with his mom last week is thank me later how we doing better than your microphone bro get that shit together what's wrong with my microphone sounds like you're trying to juggle crack rocks in your mouth (laughs) how many crack rocks can you put in your mouth before you od I don't know. It depends how soft your lips are. I know why you said it because it's episode 69. That's why you said yes, it. So episode 69. Everybody the, put your headphones in right now. Cause this is explicit. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. nothing more to it. It's explicit. Don't broadcast it in your cubicle. Just get the headphones in now. I mean, broadcast in your cubicle, that place will be fucking lit. <laughs> and F-bomb, one minute, 40 seconds in. Yeah. It's motherfucking episode 69. <laughs> You've been looking forward to this all the way since June 17th of last year. Yeah, wow, June 17th. Dude, we're coming up to a year. Absolutely. That's awesome. It is. We do have uh, Josh757 as our guest tonight, or today. This is being recorded on May 20th, 2021. So it feels hot as Texas here. I mean, it hit, it got pretty hot here today. Almost 90 degrees. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're in stormy weather. We've, We've had storms for like a week. Yeah. We need some rain. But besides that, we do have the Bakersfield release. Uh, going on later this evening. So by the time you're hearing this, you'll end up seeing the uh, Bakers. I, I'm not in on Bakersfield, but we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm debating. I mean, I guess I could just float around if I happen to like roll over and check my phone and maybe grab a property. I don't know. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a starter city. So, I mean, it's not that I'm not excited. I'm glad that, that we're getting some new properties. It's just being a starter city means 75% of the properties are going to be FSA. So the few that are released that aren't will go very quickly. And it's going to cost, I don't know, what's the, has anyone uh, calculated what the cost to go from like furthest coast to furthest coast is? Because, I mean, it would be what, almost three grand. Most of it would be the flight. Right. Yeah. Eh, so so you got to take a flight and then you have to take a train and then a bus. Well, yeah. So I started in Staten. I, what's the. Uh, Staten was just released. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I started in Staten, had to take a bus to Brooklyn and then a, a subway to New York to the airport in uh, New York to the airport in San Francisco. And uh, I guess I have to get then on onto a, a train. Can I take the train straight from San Fran to? Don't tell me I got to go to Fresno. 
No, I can go straight from San Francisco. Dizzy, Dizzy's saying I can go straight from San Francisco. Okay, so that's good. That's good. Which means no one ever has a reason to go back to Fresno. Yay. <laughs> but that's your favorite city. Mm, sure. Let's go with that. Sure. Well, before we get any further into episode 69, because uh, thank me ah, later. You said 69. Yeah. We'll get to the views, information, and opinions expressed on the podcast are solely those of myself and Thank Me Later and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me Inc. Also, if we do hurt your feelings or offend you in any way, shape, or form, which is a good chance in this episode, it is unintentional. Uh, We are not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. So, also, we have the uh, property development. Uh, We have people that were selected for that, and we'll talk about that here coming up here shortly. Uh, Don't forget to check out uh, Let's Chicago. Uh, That is T. Davis and B. Dags podcast that was released earlier this week. Oh, it's like Let's Go, but it's like Let's Chicago. Yeah, you're a quick one. You like Mm. that? Mm. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a poorly written sentence. No. It's like, let's go. But It was a poorly written pun. Good to know. I'm glad we clarified. (laughs) Uh, But they have their opinions and speculation on what potential collections will be in Chicago and uh, their opinions and thoughts of what it's like being in vanilla mode. So definitely check that out. Um, Yeah, because we're going back to vanilla. I love vanilla. I love vanilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have to be careful around this particular segment. Um, yes. Yeah. However, if you like chocolate, there's also nothing wrong. Okay. Dizzy's giving me the X. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to listen to Dizzy. <laughs> Dizzy's now the, the stage manager directing this nonsense. Dizzy is the new producer of the Upex podcast. He, he's, yeah. he's our moral compass to uh, keep us going yeah. the right way. Yeah, I expect cue cards next time. Big effing cue cards. And you're like tossing them like <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget- And if you want to see this hilarity, you gotta watch live. I don't know what happened to all our live listeners. Maybe they can't watch it two X and they're sad. But uh we miss you guys. Well join. Well we're not giving away a uh ultra rare <laughs> property it? tonight. Did people only like us because we were giving away things? Yeah, Mix wasn't here. Oh, uh, my bad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who let him unmute? <laughs> Love you, Mix. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do, is, that the, is that the equivalent of Baba Booey, Baba Booey? Is it, I, I think so. Like five. <laughs> what? What just happened? I, I think so. <laughs> And make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Epics Podcast. I'm going to stop asking for reviews on Apple because we're still at the same number that we've been at for three weeks. So there's no new reviews to read. I've gone through them all. What? There's yeah. only three reviews? No, there's more than three reviews. There's 17. Well, you've only read three. Only three are entertaining enough. No, they don't have to be entertaining. I just want the, the people's opinion. Oh, okay. It should be heard. Well, we're all rated five stars on every one of the reviews. Wow. 
So we got a bunch of fucking liars in the audience. Isn't that nice? Now we got a bunch of people that listen to us every week that just won't take 30 seconds to tell us how great we are. So to help <laughs> us move on. Like your ego needs any more of that shit. Get out of here. My ego? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you can put a legit review, too stupid is a piece of shit. No, literally, he's actually a piece of shit. I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow did we mention it's episode 69 no we have not okay (laughs) did we tell bad 69 jokes throughout the podcast oh that seems ill-advised but i mean i guess we can also is there anyone keeping tally because how amazing would it be if we said 69 69 times nobody's keeping tally (laughs) i saw in your your little hamster brain was running like is there a way to calculate that back to up to this point? No, just move on. Oh, we could hit pause, rewind, listen. To it. <laughs> like I saw, I could see the hamster just spinning as fast as it could. Like, how could we make that happen? <laughs> so, where do you want to jump in? Do you want to jump in on this Bakerfield's release, or do? We, oh, we got numbers. Well, sort of. We got numbers. We have to have some offline conversations because. Uh, we don't have all the data we used to be available to provide you each and every week. So, yeah, you know, you got technical difficulties every once in a while, change in management, whatnot. Yeah. But two weeks in a row. So I didn't, I, well, then you should have, did you raise an incident ticket? You I, asked for it. I did. And I was told that everything was back up and running and we were good, but I failed to spot check. Oh my gosh. So, Alien alien Worlds, people love your Alien World rants, if you do not know that. I, I did not. Really? I thought people were, I don't know. Well, that's good. Well, unless what? they're hardcore Alien World players, and then they'll, they'll come. Wait, 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 wait. So how, oh, wait, go to the 30-day before I say something dumb. Yeah, don't alienate anybody there. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. That's still a ridiculous number. Still a ridiculous. But look at that. 90,000. 90,000. Get it up, land. You know what? I, I was talking uh, to some of the team this week about some other stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, slow and steady, I guess. Maybe that's why I chose the turtle. And it all came to me. I'm the turtle in Upland because Upland is the turtle of the metaverses, slow and steady. It's going to win the race. There huh? you go. Ah, I like it. See what I did there? Like, that I, actually I, happened. I was like, oh, damn. Slow and steady. Get it, turtle. Nice. I, I like that. All right. Colo blocks. Wow, that sounds familiar. We did talk about it in a previous episode and. Somebody filled us in, and then oh, yeah. we never looked yeah. into it. Galaxy Blocks, it. all the kids stopped playing Galaxy Blocks. It's kind of falling off. Our planet's moving up. There's a big drop on yeah. our planet on Saturday. So, If you guys aren't playing our planet, you got to check that out. It's actually really smooth. Now, granted, uh, and I, I feel like I don't want to say this because I'm going to get everyone's going to jump on my back. Oh, no, I did do it on my mobile phone. I could. I just had to do it sideways, which was fine. But it's a really smooth, especially on a laptop. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I've only done the staking part. Like, I've, just, I've staked all my cards, and I earned this Aether, and then I 
sold on a market and I got waxed. It was crazy. I feel like a, a real shut-in crypto person now. It's getting scary, especially when my mom visited and I was like, Mom, meatloaf. No, anyway, <laughs> what were you saying? So, so even with our planet, uh, I mean, oh, our- you had somebody pull a um, a mythic money uh, what element or whatever they call it, right? But pretty much it pays $3,380 a day. What? Yes. Yes. So this, this <laughs> mythic money card or NFT or whatever the case may be, it pays like basically $3,400 a day, U.S. dollars, but it pays it in AETH. Um, so you'd have, oh, to, yeah, yeah. you'd have to convert it to whatever, but still dude, that's like $3,400 a day. That's pretty insane. I feel like it's a lot of money. I, I mean, that's over a hundred grand a month. A month. Yes. Wait. So then you just retire. So that's $1.2 million a year. Okay. So I don't know the sustainability. I don't, I'm not a our planet expert at all. Um, but I'll definitely uh, be signing up my wife and my kids and everybody else. And hopefully some of us get some rigs on Saturday and they'll be like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, just give it to me and it'll be okay. <laughs> just give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I know that. Oh, is the new pooling system that started today? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be weird because we talked. We talked about our planet in the other segment. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we have two segments that just pretend like we've never had this conversation like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be an awesome podcast. <laughs> well, it, it kind of ties in to the numbers and whatnot. And if you guys didn't, True. Josh. Josh 757 is in England, so it we recorded the interview with him early this morning that we'll patch in later, but we did have a nice discussion with him on our planet this uh, this morning. Yeah. What's Mo, Mobox? Mobox? I don't they know. They did 550 million in volume. And it's an NFT farmer. Yeah. What is that? What's BSC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a new blockchain. They're doing some crazy volume. That's, but, uh, anybody know what the BSC protocol is? Dizzy's thinking. Dizzy's thinking. Dizzy might be typing. No. Nah. No. Oh. 24 hours, they do about 5.7K, uh, seven days. Binance. Oh, man, Binance. Oh, Binance. Yeah, Binance I, Smart Chain. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I've heard of Binance. Huh. <laughs> You've heard about <laughs> Binance. <laughs> I don't know shit about I heard Binance. I've heard that word before. Oh, jeez. Or does that just mean Bitcoin finance? No. 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 That was something else. Okay. There we go. Binance sounds very familiar. 
Yes. We'll move on. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, all right. And for our special guest here on episode number 69, we have Josh757. He is uh, one of the new content creators here in Upland. Been around for a couple of months now or a month or so. But we'll get his full story and we'll bring him on right now. Josh, how we doing? Hi, stupid. Hi, later. Uh, and hi, everybody listening to the podcast. It's an honor to be here on 69. Nice. Uh, I'm doing well, man. How are you, stupid? Thank me later. Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. Stoked about episode 69. Yes, dude. It's, it's, it's a big moment. It's nice. <laughs> it <laughs> well, is, like, though, isn't it? That shows you the the mental capacity of, of the community, though. Like, <laughs> 69 is the big one. Like, this is this is it, guys. We don't have another one coming up for... 420 more episodes so let's go ahead and really capitalize on this one <laughs> yes dude if i had the opportunity between getting the like uh you know a property in upland that's like the first korean road number one or 69 coriander road i'd have to go 69 dude i'm sorry it's just more value really? than me, bro. <laughs> all right you mean 349 episodes oh yeah whatever math 300 and 50 i'm bad at math whatever anyways essentially the next the next quote-unquote number would be like 420 right i mean obviously episode 100 will be big but like well you've got 169 coming up you know it's not it's not the end (laughs) yeah 100 more episodes until 169 now we're talking there we go 69 it goes on it goes on it takes two people It's two people to 69, so 269. There we go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, we digressed in this interview pretty quickly. Yeah, like that, I love like it. This, this interview is 69% 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so what brought you, how did you get into Upland, Josh? Well, there's a funny story about that. I don't know how funny it is, but I just like saying the phrase. It's a, it's a funny story. But... Uh, I was actually looking online. I've, I've experienced a, what's called a gamer drought. Like, there is loads of games out there. I just don't want to play a lot of these games, right? And I was just looking. I searched on Google, crypto games. And I was like, well, what's a crypto game? I heard someone say it somewhere, and I was like, crypto games. Typed it in. I was like, oh, Alien Worlds, Upland, all these, all these games. And I just, like, the llama with the blue and the yellow writings popped out to me. So I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be the one. Just... I didn't even read the description, signed up, and then, and then I went back to read it. I, I don't know why I did it in that order. And I was like, uh, you can, it's like the monopoly of, uh, of uh, metaverse games. And I was like, that sounds pretty cool. I like collecting properties and stuff like that. And I got in. I learned it. It's, it was a struggle for me at first um, to get into it. And I think a lot of players have that. But as soon as they just get past that barrier, it's just like it just flows. It's all second nature. Um. Yeah, and uh, I got in. I accidentally bought all of my properties like uh, on the corner, so they weren't on the same street. So I didn't get king of the street. <laughs> like collection. Oh, dude, I messed up so bad. And then I learned the game, and I was able to be like, "Hey, I want to make this easier for everybody, right? I want to do guides on YouTube and stream, like be like a live support for people, bring everyone up." And uh, yeah, it, it's done really well. The community has been really welcoming. I mean, look, I'm on I'm on the podcast, the UPX podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just been like super awesome, dude. Like so welcoming as well. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the community is. You might you you come for the llama, you stay for the community. 
Right? That's it. <laughs> like, that should actually be their slogan. Like, come for the llamas, stay for the people. Like, Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> there's there's the title of the episode 69. <laughs> come for the llama. Come stay for, for the, the community. You heard it here, guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, stay for, and stay for the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Stay for> the- <laughs> oh, uh, boy. So, how long have you been uh, on Twitch? Oh, man, I've been on Twitch for years. I've been on Twitch for, a, if I had to put a number on it, I think it's nine years. I'm not sure. Wow. I, it, I've been a dinosaur on there. I, I streamed actually on Ustream first, if anybody remembers that Ustream. Yeah. Uh, I streamed on there first, and I just played Injustice Gods Among Us, and I just like you know played through the campaign on the hardest difficulty. Everyone loved to watch it. And I streamed from PlayStation. Which give you, which gave you an advantage back in the day because um, streaming from the PlayStation has its own like community and its own exposure that PC, uh, I say PC players, but people streaming from OBS on PC rigs do not have the privilege of uh, having that exposure. So you could get on PlayStation the PlayStation exposure because they had a dedicated app for it, and uh, the normal. Um, exposure, I guess you could say, from the live service you're streaming from. I've done really well, and I worked my way up to partner or whatever it was. And I had to pay to be a partner? I was like, hold on a minute. (laughs) If I'm making content for you, why am I paying you on your service? I don't know. It just rubbed me weird. So I was like, drop this. And and I was only a kid back then. I was like 14. Uh, Drop this, and I went to Twitch. Twitch uh, grew way faster. It was awesome. Had my own little community. Obviously, being a kid, I didn't understand the grand scope of things, like how to build a community, how important it is to network and all that type of stuff. Uh, and I went on to Warframe, and then I really grew on Destiny. Uh, and really? That's where I just, yeah, yeah, Destiny. And I'd just play um, viewer raids. I'd help people with the end game content. Like, most of my content, I guess, has been just helping people get through stuff, whether it be guides or uh, carries. And I used to do, like, lots of PvP. It was really fun back then. Um, I say back then because Destiny 2's PvP right now is kind of a, a sham. <laughs> I won't get into dude. I could rant about that for more than 15 minutes, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> we'll have to do a dedicated episode on it where I'll just go off. Um, uh, yeah, uh, all the way to partnership. Uh, this was back in the day as well. I was doing solo raids. So raids were six-player activities, and I'd take them on on my own. And, uh, dude, it was crazy. I had, like, I think the most at one time was maybe... 6,000 people watching me just hit this boss over and over and over and over again. And we got partnership. We, back in the day, you had to have 500 concurrents. Oh, man, it was such a grind. Um, and then uh, what happened to me? Uh, my mother had a job on the construction site that she couldn't do alone, and she needed the help for her business. And I was doing really well on Twitch. I could go full-time, and I was full-time. I was, I was able to sustain myself. And then... Um, I had to make the choice, do I keep on streaming or do I help my mother with her business? And she didn't force me into it or anything like that. So I had to take the hit on my um, Twitch career to help her out. And, dude, we'd go out at 6 a.m. and come back at 8 p.m. It was that brutal, just the two of us. Um, Yeah, man, we had to flip over, like, got so bad to, like, 10 apartments, full-sized apartments in a week just between us we had to get extra help on in the end dude it was nuts but it was worth it because now uh, i have 
you know, with content creation, you guys will know it's a very limit time limited space. It's not guaranteed. Income is not guaranteed. You have to constantly work at it, constantly create content. But with yeah. a job under my mother's company back then, um, you know, I have a gar- I have a career, and that was like cleaning and stuff like that, uh, construction cleaning, and did some jet washing, branched out to gardening. I've been all over the place, and the Twitch took a hit, sadly. Um, and I've been grinding it ever ever since. I wouldn't say like as hard as I should have. Yeah. Uh, been diving into the YouTube space, which is awesome. Um, that's growing a little bit. We recently hit YouTube partner. Nice, nice. congrats. I was hype, and here I am on the UPX podcast, coming back at you. Love it, roller coaster of a story, dude. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have a partnership program here on the podcast, so can't oh, help when you. you do, I'll be grinding for it elsewhere. <laughs> okay, but, but we have, but we have a friendship program, and you're accepted. Oh, 69, this is like, dude, <laughs> coincidence? Yeah, it's like hugging with your mouths and genitals. Wow. Uh, can you say that? Can you, we say that? You, you can say I, that. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what? Wow. That wasn't even me. <laughs> wow. wow. I love it. Nice. Dude, that's so awesome. I, I, so, too stupid, do you watch Twitch at all? Are you? A, do you watch Twitch? I barely have time to do a podcast, let alone watch Twitch. <laughs> watch Twitch. I, I am like obsessed with Twitch. I love Twitch so much. I actually, I, I streamed Twitch. I streamed on Twitch for all of like three days at one point a couple of years back. And I'm sure you could still find, if you were clever enough, you could still find it. But it's really obscure game. But yeah, I love Twitch. I, I have to check out uh, your stream. When do you do you have like normal streaming hours now or or no? I used to. Right now, no, because I'm I'm keeping up with the NFT space. You know, it's like uh, before I got into Blender, then you have like one or two tabs open. Now that I'm in crypto and everything, I have like twenty billion tabs open on my browser, <laughs> dude. Like, right. Anybody listening to the podcast, do you have this problem? I'm pretty sure everybody has Absolutely. this problem with getting into crypto and NFTs. Um. No, I don't have. Uh, I do not have currently a set schedule. But you can catch me uh, on Twitter just, at Josh Ten Five Seven TV, and I tweet when I go live. I was live yesterday playing Destiny PvP, but I was just too raging, man. I was like, dude, this this is so trash. <laughs> I got I got mad at it. Oh, dude, I got up like I I went into a game, and then there's this stuff called stasis. And my first death of the game was a stasis death, and I just got up out of my chair and I took some plates downstairs and I just got kicked through an activity. I came back and I was like, "Screw that!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was mad. Oh, so what NFTs are you currently uh, real big into? Uh, what NFT like projects? Yeah, yeah. I'm super big in Upland. I love, I love the idea of it. Uh, it's it's currently uh, my favorite NFT game. I love it to death. Um, I wish I could spend more time on it and in, interact with more of the community and helping people that get stuck. You know, um, that I've had a couple of people that put $100 in the game straight away, miss out on FSA. So I was like, okay, I'll take you under my wing. I will, I will teach you where these collection properties are going to drop, get those, flip them, and they've really got the ball rolling now. So that's good. Um, visiting, you know, uh, visitor status people to get them to upland status and all that type of stuff. But for other other projects, uh, have you guys heard of Dark Country? 
Dude, true story. I just got back in. So I bought a bunch of their, like, whatever, their DC packs. I don't right. know, when, whenever that came out. And I was like, oh, yes. I think I have cards. I just opened, like, 46 packs yesterday uh, of Dark Country. Damn, um, dude, that's a lot of packs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, but then they were all on DC, so I'm, like, slowly converting them over to wax. I was like, oh, I don't know anything about it. I just was... Truth be told, I was just wanting to stake them on our planet. <laughs> oh, dude. I was just, like, cracking them open and staking them on our planet. <laughs> it's a bonus for sure. Um, they actually had a land sale two days ago, I think it was. Oh, of course I missed the <laughs> land sale. Damn it. But but let, let me just say this. And, like, I've spoken to the dev team, um, and they're, like, fantastic people. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the land sale, especially the first half of it, was abysmal. And, dude, it was... Uh, I don't want to rag on them too much uh, because uh, they weren't fully in control. I don't know how many, how much I can go into detail about it, but it was pinned on them. Um, so, like, uh, in the first wave, you had three waves. You have the first wave for the land sale where you get whitelisted and then you yeah. get to buy X amount of packs. And then those same people can go into the second phase and then it was open up to everybody. Um and what happened in the first wave is there was this system where you could uh, whitelist a certain amount of packs and you had to hold a cryptocurrency to get whitelisted, uh, which is weird because, you know, you, if the crypto tanks, which it did, and which is why I'm kind of like mad about it. I, I put like, what was it, 2100 or $2,300 just for like this big pack and it, it devalued to like $1,700. So I was like pretty... Not happy. Oh, <laughs> like that hurts. Going, yeah, going into it. Um, and they had this system where they'd white let, let's say there's 100 packs. Yeah. And each player could have one pack each. They'd whitelist 200 people. And I was kind of wondering to myself, why don't you just whitelist 100 people so everybody gets a pack? And right. there was like some UI things that didn't pop up. There was like a bit of miscommunication. Like on some of the UI, it said pre-order. That com- that confused me a little bit. Although it did mm. say in the original email that it wasn't the case. It was just like different messages coming from everywhere. Uh, um, and you could reserve more than you actually wanted to buy. So if you if you reserved a governor pack, you could also reserve the other two packs now, where I messed up, I was I was just honest about my purchase. I was like, okay, I'm going to just, I want one governor pack. So I'm going to whitelist for one governor pack. Yeah. But what people did, they reserved five governor packs, five mayor packs, five rancho packs with the intention of maybe only buying one of each, for example. So that like being greedy and hoarding it all. And that screwed over um, quite a few people. But I'll give them credit where it's due. Um, on the third section of the land sale, it was like super smooth. The, the second bit was a bit bumpy. Um, they did acknowledge all of the um, issues in the end, which I think was Upland's problem when I joined. Like when something was happening, they didn't acknowledge it, but they've gotten really like they've gotten way better at that now. When like the servers go down or whatever. Um, but yeah, that they uh, what was it? What was it they uh, they acknowledged all the issues and they're really sorry about it. Their pity. System was a little bit weird. They only rewarded uh, players with packs that actually got to buy, like got to buy packs in the first wave. I don't know; it's weird. But um, uh, and what I want to lead this into is that they're going to have a a wax land sale on the twenty fifth. Oh yeah, oh. dude, that's how, you, you missed out on one pack. You can get you can get them now, dude. On the twenty fifth, <laughs> nice. Um, 
yeah, I'm sorry if I'm like going off tangent and stuff like that. I just like to ramble. Oh. Um, so Dark Country, love it. They had a bit of an iffy first land sale. Wax sale on the 25th. Um, I love the card game, dude. I, I get into how I choose my projects is not if it's stakeable on our planet or anything. I want to see, am I going to play this game? Is it interesting yeah. to me? How do the lands work? And then if you can generate passive income, like the lands, how they're going to work, you're going to be able to um, get shadow dimes passively with their lands. And then you can create NFTs, like cards, that are stakeable on our planet. So it is like a passive income type of system. I don't know if their shadow dime currency is going to be exchangeable on any exchange. That would be awesome. I've heard that they're thinking about that. But um, no, yeah, like I'm super, super, super hyped about it. Um, other projects, our planet. Obviously, I'm heavy into our planet. I love it. Um, just a passive income source. Uh, and I don't, I don't really. I'm not really heavy into any other projects. Like I've got my toes, yeah. you know, dipped in other projects, but not as heavy as our planet, Dark Country, our planet. Okay. But, uh, too are you? Do you do our planet at all? Um, no. And I gotta get into it, but my disposable income is not where I want it to be to go play our planet. No, I feel here, you here, on that one, stupid. But here's the thing. So, like, I'll be honest. I I only recently got into it um, because, like, I was just like, oh, everyone's talking about it. And it seems super cool. I like all the things they're doing in the collab. Dude, I had a bunch of, like, cogs and uh, blockchain heroes and all my Upland cards. And I just staked all of those. And I mean, I don't make a ton. Like, I don't know how much other people make, but I make like a thousand of the whatever ether an hour. And and it's like that converts to like one wax an hour just passively. <laughs> like, it's not a ton, but like, I did, it took me all of like 20 minutes to set up. And every once in a while, I'll just go and collect my ether. And then I can, it's, it's on an exchange. I'm surprised at how easy it is. And you know me. Yes. It has to be low barrier entry. <laughs> like, I don't yes. want to be fussed. But then I, I, someone sent me a link to this Alcor exchange, and, like, it's all linked up to my my Wax ID, and literally within seconds I was converting this stuff that I, I just got for free into Wax, which I could actually use for stuff. I was like, holy shit, this is actually super easy to do. Like, yeah, it's just click of a button and you're there, dude. But I was like, I mean, I, I, I like... Because I had staked a bunch of them a while ago, and uh, yeah, and then I had like four hundred thousand ether, and then I converted that to a couple hundred wax. I was like, "Oh shit, this was this wasn't hard. It wasn't hard at all." And let me tell you, if if people out there have big unstaked collections, you can actually go to NFT Hive. Uh, I think it's .io or .com. Just type NFT Hive like in Google, and yeah. you can in one big transaction. Put everything at once onto our planet instead oh, of you clicking really? the button individually. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. That was the biggest pain in the ass. I'm sitting there like clicking and clicking and clicking. And then I ran out of CPU. <laughs> oh, dude, tell me that about was, it, man. That was probably the most difficult thing is then I had to just go to blocks.io and stake some stake some uh, wax to up my CPU. But like, Just wait until you try and craft the element. You will have zero CPU. Like, dude, I had to stake 2,000 wax on my CPU at one time. Uh, really? for crafting. Oh, I Bro, haven't done any crafting. I haven't done anything besides just staking because I was like, whatever, this is passive. Then I can just stake it in. Oh. Like, but it's uh, interesting because they're cha- they're changing the whole mechanic because and and I'm not gonna. I try not to to rag on it too much, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the uh, 
alien worlds because there's like three million assets <laughs> yes. from, from some ridiculous thing because you can go buy the shovels and shit like you can get free shovels and people and then stake them for like a reasonable amount so they're changing it to a pooling system which hopefully will curb some of that because it's like crippling the the economy because and that's happening right now as as we're all doing this in, oh uh, did, did i just mess yeah, up the time oh it's today oh, isn't it? <laughs> it's today yeah because yeah, it, I, I know right i know our boys at metaphors are, are waiting for that because they they stopped releasing new projects um onto onto our planet because uh, they're they're doing this new pooling mechanic which sounds cool essentially like each project gets a pool of uh you know hourly ether and then uh you get a percent of that based on what you stake and so if there's not if it's you know if less people stake then you get more value out of it and if everybody's yep. staking on it then your value on it's less so i think it's going to be an interesting way to balance that out and drive people to some of the smaller projects that might have more value um just inherently I agree. so I, i'm pretty stoked about it I'm hyped as well, dude. I, I want to see all the, those little projects. Like a, a collect whale has some keys on it. I have like three keys. I wouldn't mind a little bit of buffage to my keys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's it's going to be crazy because our planet um, actually drives the value of these projects up because you can earn Aether off them. Um, and, uh, you know, it might not be the best thing in the world, but people do get into projects for the return on investment. And... They announced this with Pump and Dump Wars. They said, don't get into this project for staking power. Just appreciate the art and, and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, that's that's a beautiful message to send out. But your project literally gives value to these other projects, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, you know? uh, so it's kind of hard to say that. And there's a rig sale this Saturday, guys. I hope you're going to be taking part. A rig sale? Uh, what? Maybe. It, it's oh, it's but it's wax only, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have, I need to just get more wax. And I, as soon as I get wax, I fucking spend it though. If, if you need wax, dude, I'll send you over some wax. We can work some out, man. I, I want everyone right. to take part in this, and that goes for you as well, stupid. It's only, it's only 30 bucks. I'll help you guys out, man. Yeah, they need to uh, make uh, 30 bucks. Oh, I could probably, they just need to make getting yeah. wax but, easier. But like, it's getting the wax onto the wallet, though. It's like you have to go through fees. You have to go, like, I use Bittrex, and then you have to buy it on Bittrex. Then you have to deal with the fees, you know, with, with depositing, and then transferring yeah, it into wax, like from BTC to uh, yeah. WaxP. And, and and well, that's stuff. why I just look for projects that sell with credit card. Like, I, I didn't get any MLB packs, which is a bummer. But, like, I just go, who's, who's going to do a wax project that uses a credit card? I can buy a bunch of that stuff on credit card and then sell it for wax. Like, that's what I do. That's fair enough. I respect that. From yeah. a legal standpoint, we can't use the services that wax has to buy with credit cards. Now, there's ways around it here, but, you know, it's trying to stay legal beagle, so... I can help you guys out being the being in the uh, U of K in the UK the U of A K. Yeah, doesn't sound oh, good, yeah. as good as U of U S of A. Yeah. All right, Josh. We do thank you for uh, taking time to join us on episode number sixty nine. Uh, we'll have all the links. Nice. we will put all of josh's links so you can find them uh in the description of the podcast so look for his links there to follow him on twitter or his twitch or his youtube we'll have all those links for you um it was a pleasure my friend 
thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yes, he's uh, you embraced what a lot of community was about. You know, it was always about getting. I got to get back into it. I used to buy properties from new players to help them out. Um, I've kind of yeah. got a little busy, but yeah. it, it's nice to see that there's other people filling the roles that we used to be pretty active in um, in the early days. Of Just Upland. stimulates everyone to play and have a good time, dude. Yeah. No, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to team up, man. I want to come on. I want to, I want to co-stream with you. I want to, I want to get on that stream with you and we'll do some like crazy visitor raids or we'll like, Dude, back I'm in down. the day, remember we used to like buy out like accounts. Like somebody'd start an account and buy like five properties, and they do that thing, and they're like, "Oh man, I didn't even buy any good properties, or like they're not in a collection." And I'd be like, "I will buy all of your properties. <laughs> like, yep. you know, I will, I will give you a thirty percent markup on your entire account. Restart and go do better. <laughs> like, yep. like you did some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I'm down for a uh, stream, dude. Yeah, we, we should definitely do that. And then we can also show them some of the Fiat Out stuff. That'd be awesome. And property development, man. We got property development coming out Friday. Yes, excited. I'm excited, that. dude. Yeah. So. Well, guys, thank you for having me. Hopefully I can be back on soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I hope everyone listening to the podcast has an amazing day. Stupid, thank me later. Thank you for having me on. And I'll uh, I'll be peacing out. All right, cheers, thanks, Josh. Cheers. We don't have the proper data from Upex World, so I'm just not even going to go there today. Um, but we had Staten Island open up. Did you participate in that? Um, I floated around. I didn't get anything. I bought a bunch of things, secondary market, that I could have bought while I was in San Francisco. But it was fun. I was going to say, there's this turtle that always tells me that he can buy anything he wants in San Francisco from anywhere in the upland metaverse but uh you just said it yourself so what are you talking about i'm just surprised you moved all the way over to staten island because as much as you hate the east coast in this game oh yeah well (laughs) this is gonna sound i mean unless you're doing something in the city you don't need to be there so like my philosophy is i'll always be floating around a new city because okay, an off chance that I'm around when it's going off, and I can snag a a collection property. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Like, I don't have a reason to be in San Francisco all the time. So, ah, gotcha. So now you travel coast to coast. I mean, I travel wherever there's properties to be bought, to be minted. To be minted is is more specific. But I think with businesses and stuff that that might change actually because. Like once you get like businesses and events and things, that's where you're going to want to be. You're not going to be as interested. I, I don't think. But. And Bakersfield releases at 10 PM Pacific time on the 20th. You going to stay up for that? Uh, 10 PM your time. Uh, no Pacific. Oh God. Was that like midnight? Yeah, yes. maybe again, I'll send my, I'm, I'm now traveling doing the whole route, my plane lands in two minutes, and then I'll take the train over to Bakersfield and see where my turtle floats, and if I can grab a collection property or two, eh, it's a good night. There's some big up square properties there, too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind picking up some extra storage space in Bakersfield. What's Bakersfield? I feel like that's known for something. Is Bakersfield known for something? It is, and what it is, I don't know. 
Sorry. You're so helpful. It, it's You're a, so helpful. It's a starter city. It's 75% FSA. You're going to have a bunch of people chasing <laughs> the remaining collections out there, and it's going to be one in the morning for me. So I'm going to pass. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pass and we're going to have, you know, you're going to have a lot of people fighting for it, but it is nice that they do it 10 PM Pacific. So it does, uh, does let our players over in, well, I mean, for the people in Europe, they're just, they're going to wake up a little early to get out of bed, to buy their Bakersfield properties. Our people over in Asia, they'll be okay. They'll be, I mean, are people that excited about Bakersfield? I mean, the whole, like, at what point do you go, there's enough starter cities that as a veteran, you know, like, there's not as much reason to to buy there. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's a FOMO. It's a collections, you know, you got your collection people and it's just, oh, a new city. I got to be there. I got to grab stuff. So. I mean, I get that. The collections is, is going to be interesting because people are are greedy AF. Since so we got a little bit of time, since we, we're not going to do numbers, and our interview was capped, like, can we talk about like people like trying to gouge on these damn collections? Like, absolutely. You don't get four X because of no reason for like a crappy collection. Like, what do you like? I'll give you four X if it was like a thousand up X. I'll probably give you you know five or ten X. Like, it feels weird buying a property for under ten K. Like. But if it's a like fifty thousand FX property, you spent all your money. You're like, boom! I got one property of a property of three, and then you're like, oh shit! I can't buy anything else. And then you're like, oh, I need four X. Like, dude, take one and a half X. Take two X. Like, but I don't know. Am I wrong? Like, well, look, you you can post a par- property for whatever you want. But it goes back to the conversations we always have throughout the a common theme in the podcast is there is absolutely no value in buying a collection property for that price because it's going to take you so long to earn your interest back. Well, yeah, you shouldn't buy it for an interest. Like, you're not going to buy it for your interest. Like, then, why, then why buy it? Right. Like, well... I mean, if it's a if it's a collection you know, or I mean, it's it's a collection you believe in. I mean, that would be why. But but you have all the people that are swapping collections just to put more tokens in front of their block explorers. I mean, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, not, nowadays, if you're selling, I mean, good for you if you can hit four, five, ten x, forty x for a property collection. Now, if you're a buyer, stop doing it you're not gaining anything you are putting yourself in a negative ev yeah yeah no i don't get it um and i haven't monitored the sales i'd be curious like how much they actually move um and then like how quickly those collectors just go on to the next city so i don't know like i'll buy i'll buy your property and that's what i was like i'll just wait because eventually you're gonna be like crap i just need some money so i can go buy something new like, I'll buy at 1.5x. Like, I'll give you a good deal. Like, if it's an expensive property, like, I'm not, I don't have that kind of money to waste, but I don't know. Yeah, 1.5x is, is not bad. You, you can actually redeem the your money invested in just a little bit longer amount of time. But 
yeah, the, some of these insane rates that you see just because it's a collection property, I don't understand. Yeah, like the San Francisco and Manhattan, well, I don't know about Manhattan, like San Francisco collection properties aren't going for this. So I, I don't get it. I go, why anybody would pay those prices uh, for collection property? I don't know. Like if it was me and I got it, honestly, I would I would get it and I would sell it for like 30, 40% markup and move on to the next one. Like if I was just trying to do that. Now with the San Francisco collection property, I, I still think that those, well, just depends on how big the markup is because I bought high Ashbury at a, at a decent markup, but it was still early on in the game, knowing the yeah. longevity of when it got mainstream adaption of what it could actually bring and how much I could even flip it for at that point in time. So I, I'm not sure. Do you see San Francisco properties still holding their value like that? Or is it too, or you missed a boat on getting good deals? Uh, no, no, I think, well, I think right now it's probably a little bit slower because again, there's not a huge draw yet, but once, as it becomes more mainstream, a percentage of those players that come in are going to want to be in the Genesis city. They're going to want to be in the city where all the things get beta tested at, like that's where they're going to want to be. So we'll see uh, spikes there. And then property development, businesses, things like that, will also see a return, I think, very quickly of uh, rising prices. Yeah. So Bakersfield is, I don't know. So that that's not opening in vanilla mode. I still think everything should be vanilla. No, I don't mind. Um, I like the combination. I kind of like the idea of I definitely don't think uh, tier one city should ever be open to anything that's not vanilla mode um, because that's a really fun. I, I like the idea of having multiple game modes. Like, yeah, if it's a tier three city, you know, all of them, you know, all the collections up front, just go get them. Like, you know, and then there'll be some collections for new FSA players pretty consistently. So it's almost like a mini game. Like the problem with that is like those, I feel like those, properties will die off in value but san francisco again will always be getting a cut of those players so right and and that's the interesting thing there is being the starter city and everybody's racing towards it it's it's kind of a luck of the draw but yet besides being the luck of the draw it is hard now to be able to mint a full collection in some of these releases Oh, it's hard to mint a property in some of these releases, (laughs) let alone a whole collection. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of insane. Uh, That's actually a really interesting point, yeah, because maybe you snag one, but yeah. And then it goes to your negotiating skills or, hey, am I going to flip this or am I going to try and work out some deals for the other properties or? Yeah, no, always be the one selling in a situation like that. You don't you don't want to pay 1.4x to start trying to complete this collection that you're never going to be able to flip for that. So where do you have a cutoff line on the bonus for a collection of where you won't pay too much? Is it is it over two? Is it over two and a half? Or is it you know is it one and a half? Oh well, I mean honestly, I don't. I wouldn't. 
I don't think I would try to buy those high-end property, like the 2X ones. Uh, like anything red and orange, like I don't feel like I would try and buy casually. Um, likely I would trade for those collections because the thing is, the only reason to really get those collections is a multiplier and it just dies if you've paid any amount over for it. So I don't know. I wouldn't do it. How much over minting are you saying? Just anything over mint price? Oh, I mean, I don't know. It just maybe one, 1. 1.2. Like the thing is what I would be willing to pay and what somebody would reasonably sell it for aren't near the same. Now under that, like if it's just the basic collection, here's the thing. You don't want to buy the most expensive property. Okay. If you're going to flip, you don't want to buy the most expensive property. If you want to flip stuff, buy the cheapest properties you can because you will get a much more significant markup selling them secondhand. Like you can sell a lot of them quickly versus trying to sell one big one. Um, so like I'll pay, I'll pay five or 10 X for a cheapy property in a collection because whatever, cause it doesn't, it's not much up X cause it doesn't matter. So uh, that's, it could go as much as 10 X, but for cheapy properties, like a thousand up X property, I'll pay 10 K for a 10,000 OPEX property, I'm not going to pay 100K for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's something that I wanted our listeners to really think about as they continue with these city releases and the starter cities and the mid-tier cities and, you know, these these tier one cities. And I do agree with you with the vanilla mode for the tier one. You got to do your research and the Upland team has gotten better than just looking at the first three posts on a Google search for a city. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But it's true. It's true. It's funny because it's true. I mean, if you haven't figured out a lot of the, a lot of the games or whatnot, you just Google the stuff and it's right there. Right. Like, it's not like they have, like, inside people. <laughs> like, they have the same technology that we all have. Yeah. Now, as you continue to develop into other cities, you might have people that are more familiar with the area that will provide them greater insights to help them in their rollout of things. So, yeah, that could be super interesting. Um, I hope that they, like, team up with, like, legit people like a National Geographic level and not just like, oh, we met Bob from Minneapolis and he showed us this street and now it's a collection. Like, no, don't do that, please. <laughs> you got busy there. <laughs> I would love if Minneapolis was open. That would be so sweet. Oh, yeah? So, but I digress. It'll be a while. That- that's kind of interesting with the chat and all. You would have thought I. I would have thought I would have been five years out before we saw Chicago. Hell, I never thought we'd see Cleveland. So anything's possible. Like yeah, absolutely, I was shocked that Cleveland came in ahead of Atlanta, Miami, Houston, anything international. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Cleveland, really? Oh man, but it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm. That will set a new record. Well, I don't know. The Willis Tower. No, it will set, not. The Willis Tower will. No, it won't. No. No? <laughs> the Bean. The fuck. 
The fucking uh, shiny bean in, in Chicago is going to set the record. <laughs> nice. Rick you know what you need on episode 69 is a shiny bean. If you guys see, this is why you got to join the live podcast. Disney uh, has llamas and a cat going on in his screen right now. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you come for the llama and you stay for the community. Episode sixty nine. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> come. For, I feel like I. Sh, I, I feel like I'm going to go to hell for just saying the sentence. Come for the llama. Like it just feels so wrong. Should I put up more theme appropriate uh, background for this episode? I could do that. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! No. Oh. All right, give me a minute. <laughs> Please don't have Llama 69ing. Please don't. <laughs> I don't need that in my life right now, Dizzy. He's All right, I kind of do. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Wow. Wow. All right. So, besides Bakerfield uh, coming out, we do have uh, property development. We have a good list of people to start developing property. They're going to get their spark. And they're going to get a limited amount, not uh, just like a, yeah, testing amount. And they get to go hog wild. Yeah, it's going to be, I I mean, obviously very excited uh, to see what people start doing. Hopefully some of these dormant communities um, who have been waiting for this start to come out. I know, I know I startled myself when my phone rang that there was a post in our Alamo Square group. I was like, what? That hasn't happened in years. It's alive. It's what? So um, I'm hoping that we see some resurgence of some of these communities and interest in some of the veteran players. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of players that were very hot and heavy back in June, July, August of 2020, you know, they've just, They've just kind of, I got my properties. I put the money into upland that I want to treasure hunt. Not my thing, you know, and nothing's happening for them. They, they don't have interest. They don't want to put any more in. They're saving up for property development, business development. So they're just no longer active in the community. So I'm excited for this and it will hopefully bring these people back into the community because there's some great people that a lot of the new players, new listeners are not really familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting times for sure. Do you know the first property that you're going to build on? I don't because I only have one in dog patch and that's where I'm going to put my business. Alamos. You don't want your first one. You, you need to test it out before. Right. Yeah. And then Alamo Square, I'm still saving that. I mean, I still have my uh, Bayview area where I got a crap ton of properties, or I can go down to, I can go down a little further and over. I don't know. I, I'm you going to build on the Genesis property first? I think so. I think we talked about that pre-show, and it was like, dang, that has to be right. That has. I have to do. Like I owe it to the community as the owner of the Genesis property to try and have it also have the Genesis house. Like, so that's, that's going to be my goal. Whenever, like when they make the final announcement, I don't care what time of day it is. I will be on trying to be the first to do that. So you'd have to buy buy the cheapest 
or I mean, you'd have to invest the cheapest amount of spark. And as soon as it strikes to develop property, you'd have to get it rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have to buy the, the smallest property and put in the most um, spark I could. Right. And you have to get it going quicker than everybody else. So if you're listening and you're in the beta program, just wait like a minute or two. <laughs> Come on, let's make this happen. Genesis, the Genesis house on the Genesis property. That's what this community deserves. I'm all for it. Who the fuck is Jacob Wagner? <laughs> Jacob's joined us before. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's awkward. You've said that a couple of times now. Such a forgettable name. <laughs> I didn't forget it. Oh, okay. It's just me then. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's been on a couple episodes. All right. Well, in that case, welcome back, Jacob. <laughs> Thanks for being a valued member of this podcast entourage. So property development's long overdue. Um, how, how much are you going to build in the first in this in this testing oh i'll build as much as i can um i mean i have enough properties in upland that i mean i just have so many things i need to develop so yeah i'll be building as much as i possibly can i'll be when they start uh, allowing you to rent spark i'll probably rent spark as well and i'm going to target you know areas like Bayview, because I have a feeling that as Upland grows, property development and what you can build on your property will grow. So I'm going to hold off on my pristine areas and build on those later. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think that they'll offer abilities to upgrade. Plus, okay, I'm not even going to, I'm just going to break this down for you real quick. Back in the day, I had a Neopets account. And I had a flapjack pet. His name was Floppy Dick the Flapjack. And they upgraded the model of this motherfucker. They upgraded it to some fancy thing. But because I had it equipped, it kept the old look. And it was the only one in the game. And it was gangster. So what I'm saying is the old ones can be vintage. No one can make them anymore. Makes them super cool. I can see the point there. So you're going to call it the series one or version one of property development. So you have no yeah. problem with putting that on one of your pristine properties, one of your uh, higher price properties. Um, no, I, I don't. I mean, obviously the Genesis property I'll build on first. And then, I mean, now you may be questioned a little bit, honestly. So maybe I pick one of my smaller like blocks of, of houses and kind of make that, like, uh, you know, a, a value one. But I have, maybe I shouldn't, but I have pretty high hopes, like, for this first release. Like, I'm expecting some big things, but that's probably a bad idea. No, it's some some of the graphics that they have shared, I am excited. It looks a lot better than the whole Spud Wars, and that happened, like, ages ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean a third of Upland's life ago. <laughs> well... Yeah half of Upland's life ago. I don't know. It was a while don't ago. Don't do math. Don't do math. 
Now, because we've been bad with math the whole episode, other than pointing out that it's 69. 69. <laughs> oh, wow. What's the square root of 69? What? Eight something. <laughs> nice. Which is true. It which is. Which is mathematically accurate. It is. Which is the best part of that joke, honestly. So my son um, is in kindergarten, and he came out, and he's always asking questions about numbers. And he said, Dad, what's 69? And I was like, what? He, and he said, what's 69? I'm like, um, it's kind of complicated, son. It's uh, things that mommy and daddies do. He's like, no, is it odd or even? I was like, oh, that that's an odd number. Oh, my God. I was kind of expecting a better punchline than that, but now, sorry. I, right. I mean, this was this true story. True story. <laughs> did you get it from hashtag true story dot com? No, I did you not. Got that? I did not. Dude. No, I I believe it was a real story because it was kind of boring. So absolutely, <laughs> it probably was a real story. But it was around sixty nine, so I had to tell it. There you go. All right. We just lost half of our viewership. I swear to God, if we have the same number of viewers next week, I will be shocked. <laughs> well, we're not giving anything away. That's why I don't like giving things away, because it gives you false uh, false listeners. Is that what you're going to tell your daughters? Absolutely. Don't give anything away. You'll get false listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself for the real listeners, like <laughs> Jacob for Jesus. Oh, that's a Jacob guy. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> and he you changed his name, but not his creepy picture. That's awesome. But you went Jacob. So you asked who the fuck is Jacob, and you know you threw his real name out there, and Jacob is for Jesus. And how does that make you feel? That Jacob's for Jesus? No, just that you're F-bombing Jacob for Jesus. Oh, God bless? I don't know if I care. <laughs> I mean, he's for Jesus. I mean, for the record, I am for Jesus as well, so uh, I don't want to say anything too bad here, but... I was just trying to put you on the record and all that. I was, I mean, I gotta put me on, I gotta put me on blast. <laughs> just, just your normal greetings for new people that come into the waiting room so could you imagine if jesus joined the show and i was like who the fuck is jesus and he's like i'm your lord and savior and then i was like oh shit i'm going to hell or he just said my name's jesus jesus nope moving on (laughs) oh Oh. shit wait there was pictures of babies oh look at the babies Oh, those are cute babies. All right. So, what else? <laughs> oh, that's on the live show. You can't see the cute babies. You can't you see the cute see. babies. They're they're adorable, and they were worth waiting this entire terrible show if you're watching it live. You always say every show is terrible. Well, clearly I'm wrong because they keep coming back. <laughs> so. Because they're always hanging on to what you're going to say next. They're not really sure. People are going to crash their cars, roll their cars into a ditch. You know, you're kind of like yeah. the, 
you're you're kind of like the Jim Rome of Upland. Who the fuck is Jim Rome? <laughs> Why is that so funny? You named some random, probably old white guy, and I happen to not know him. Well, yes, he's definitely a white guy, and probably now he's old, but he's uh, he's been a radio talk show sports host. He got uh, punched in the face by Jim Everett on ESPN. Um, but basically, a lot of people don't like him at first, and then they realize that after about two weeks of listening to him, they like him. Oh, cool. So, okay. Thank you, I guess. (laughs) I don't know who he is. I don't know who punched him in the face. And uh, my ex-girlfriend said she could get ESPN, and I don't believe her. (laughs) Something about that. Anyway, moving on. Well, Jim Everett was a quarterback for the Rams. No one asked. I didn't ask. And Could you you fill in my information gap? I I try to educate you. Don't. That's a mistake. (laughs) Don't do that. Oh, all right. Anything else exciting this week that you want to cover? No, I guess not. (laughs) Nope. Happy episode 69. You want to talk anything more about episode 69? No, no. I think we should stop while we're ahead. Um, really? I feel like <laughs> stop while you're ahead with 69. <laughs> I couldn't get there. I was like, uh, there's something about it. I can't get there. You, you can't get there. Are you going to create a wonderful uh, NFT for episode 69 that you'll give to? I, I mean, I probably let's say I will. And then I just, I, I won't because I never get to do those things anymore. So, ah. Uh. We'll, we can try. We'll try. Wait, I thought we weren't giving away things because we don't want fake listeners. What will your daughters think? <laughs> I was... Why do you have an animated Dirk background? <laughs> that's so creepy. <laughs> Dizzy, that's so creepy. <laughs> Why would... <laughs> oh How my is gosh. that a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Yes, oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It, wow. All right. Episode 69, everybody. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Well done all around. We are glad that uh, Josh757 joined us. Uh, great great episode, uh, interview there. Um, hopefully, property development goes smoothly. It looks like the past release and Staten Island went pretty smooth. So I don't think there will be much trouble in the Bakerfield release coming up that everyone will participate in. Uh, we do have T Davis and B dad coming up for you early next week. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Upex podcast and make sure you're subscribing rating. And please, a lot of you listen to us on your Apple watch on your Mac, on uh, whatever, take 30 seconds, write a review. <laughs> iPhone. Uh, you you named Apple Watch and Mac, but you couldn't get out. You watch on the, your iPhone. Yeah, you would listen on your iPhone. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an iPhone person. Sorry. Obviously. Obviously. Jeez. Yeah, and your iPhone. So take the thirty seconds. Write a review of it, and I will read it. And it makes TML happy when you write a review and talk about my Black Explorer. So. Have fun. 
and have at it. You got anything else for our listeners? No. No. All right. You have a good visit with your mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. First time since COVID. So I'm glad that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Been a long time. I did too. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, bro. Every- After I was nice talking all about your cute daughters, then you're going to go say that you were railing my mom. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Until next week, everybody be safe and talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in office.